eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast, the live post-game version here of the show. Scott Branson, your host, joined by my good friend and our post-game co-host, and that, of course, is Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, who will give us the voice of the fan, which might include some raised voices. We'll see in just a minute. But do us a favor, if you don't already subscribe to the podcast, do so wherever you get your audio. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube we will be in the chat if I can keep up with it. I know it's going to be fast and furious in there tonight, but uh, we'd appreciate a subscription there as well. Also subscribe to Raiders fan radio, all the same places, get your audio on YouTube as well. Don't miss their show on Wednesdays. And we'll talk about that later in the show as we always do. The Raiders lose to the lions on Monday night football, 26 to 14. If you told me the score, I actually predicted 28 to 13. So I was not far off. But the way in which the Raiders lost and some of the elements of this loss, uh, we're going to get into because I think it deserves some some scrutiny because, boy, they had a team meeting this week and things did not get better on offense. The defense came out. We're going to talk about that as well. Max Crosby, I will call this the Max Crosby game, and that's almost a disservice because of the way the Raiders played on the offensive side of the ball. But Max Crosby continues to show why, if he was on a team that had any clue, he would for sure be a defensive player of the year candidate. He is a candidate, but we all know that they end up giving those awards to teams that are winning as well. So unfortunately for Max, but just amazing. And I want to talk about Max too in the next segment uh, as we get into it, because he did something amazing while he was home at Michigan, uh, in Michigan this week, and it's it deserves some call out for attention. All right, so let's jump into this. And again, if you're on the YouTube channel, we will uh, be in there. Uh, if I can get in there, I'm trying to get in there on the computer. Of course, we're live, so we're, we're, it's all happening at the same time here. Let me see if I can get in there and go. Um, but anyway, okay, so let's talk about this um, because 
I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Murph, it, it really was just another situation where um, the Raiders can't get out of their own way. The Raiders come out and have a spirited defensive effort, and the offense, again, just can't do anything. So, as always, we start the show off, and I turn it over to Murph here for our Voice of the Fan. Murph, talk about this game. Talk about what you thought about watching it from the very beginning, especially with this ineptitude that we're seeing on offense. Yeah, so uh, first off, thank you for everybody joining us tonight. We appreciate you so very, very much. And, you know, uh, Scott, I've got a lot of messages tonight from folks on on the X and, and 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 otherwise that have said, like, I can't wait to hear your rant tonight, Murph. I can't wait to hear you, you know, go off on this team. And, Scott, I feel like at this point, like, I'm I'm kind of tired of that. Like, I, I, I'm getting to the numb point of the season where it's like, you know, the ineptitude could not, and I'm sure at some point, and I usually talk myself up into a, into a, into a froth anyways, but like the, the ineptitude could not be on greater display and it's an absolute and abject failure. What this coaching staff and what this front office has done with this football team to the point to which Troy Aikman is even calling out Rich Passaccia on the air and saying, this was a 10-win football team that went to the playoffs, and now look at here's where we're at. We're, they're, they're, the, the failures are so numerous that I don't even know where to begin. I, I'm a positive guy, and so I want to lean into being positive about things. So shout out the under at 43 and a half. Thanks, MGM Sportsbook. So, like, that's <laughs> not something to be positive about. And then you mentioned Max Crosby has a great game. Um, the linebacking core was having a great game until Luke Masterson got, got dinged up there. And if it weren't for his betting show, I'm sure we'd see Will Compton coming into the building soon. But like, so you saw some spirited play. We saw spirited play at Adam Butler. I thought had a great game, some great pressure up the middle. The pick six that, that Goff throws to Marcus Peters is absolutely created by the pressure of that interior, forcing him out, out and into a bad throw. So there are a handful of things to be positive about on defense, but offensively, like we are so ass it's like it's so bad like i mean other than josh jacobs finally getting going a little bit when you look at the stats and i'm sure scott you always do such a great job of like running down the statistics of things and like and like and like what those numbers actually break down into but just even just you know without even having those at hand to reference it's absolute some of the worst ever and shout out the chat room and i i really try to keep up with it best i can i normally i can't even see the chat but i got on my phone here so i can keep up with it and one of the questions in there was is this the worst offense we've seen like ever like why have you ever seen or in terms of offensive you know output and coaching and when i mean mike white anyone like that whole bed and breakfast <laughs> offense like it's up there we're talking about the worst of the worst in terms of offensive output. And I joked about betting the under on this game, but when the Raiders can only put up seven points offensively, well, of course, and I'm going to keep betting the unders on every goddamn Raider game until they finally <laughs> freaking have a breakout because this team cannot put points on the board. It's, it's such an embarrassment, $104 million spent on offense. The supposed offensive guru, you know, we, we shouted the praises of, of, of Carmen Brasillo last year and his ability to coach up the offensive line. Everything has gotten worse and worse and worse. And then if you start comparing, look at, you look at what, what the lions have done 
from a head coaching perspective and the trajectory that they are on now, they started off three and 13 in Dan Campbell's first year, then worked themselves into nine and eight after going one and six in the first seven games. But the, the players were still bought in. They praised Dan Campbell. They praised the direction of the team. That's a different kind of losing than what the Raiders are doing now. You look at the, what the Raiders are doing in terms of targeting their, their tight end, Michael Mayer versus Sam Laporta. Like what, it's so confusing, Scott, and tonight I thought was the ultimate contrast of the direction this team is going, and I'm going to shut up because I'm gonna, I'll start rambling and get all frothy again like I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Mark Davis, like, for real, Mark, we're going to see you next week. We're going to see you this week. We're going to see you on Friday night. I love Mark Davis. He's the most passionate Raider fan that's ever existed. He's going to carry his father's legacy to, to the end of the day. What more do you need to see to finally make a decision to move on from McClown Daniels, man? Let's freaking pull the plug on this thing. Let's move on to something else. I don't care if it's a full court press for Jim Harbaugh or I'm my vote is for Jeff Ulbrich, the defensive coordinator from the Jets. That's the guy. But let's freaking move on. It's time to freaking go. This Josh McDaniels thing, done and over. There you go. Murph with the voice of the fan. And listen, I can't disagree with you trying to look at it from an objective standpoint. And, and I'm working on a piece for Sports Not tomorrow where I just call it what it is. And that is this front office, too. By the way, there's, there's lots of money. I want to shout out to uh, hashtag HYB, a $20 super chat, which, of course, all the super chats here on Silver and Black today go to Murph and the One Nation Foundation, which we always talk about before we end the show so you know what that is. But he says, how come no one ever calls out Mark Davis? It's Del Rio's fault, Dennis Allen, McDaniel's fault, et cetera, for 20 years plus inept football. Yet Mark, uh, Mark Davis gets a free pass, emperor wearing new clothes, anyone. So HYB, thank you again for your donation to the One Nation Foundation. Uh, but, but he's right. And in my piece that's going to run late tonight or tomorrow, um, I call that out because, listen, uh, not only is McDaniel's failed, McDaniel's wanted his quarterback. Now, there's been reports, well, they wanted Brady, and he wasn't really. No, they went with Jimmy Garoppolo, okay? Yep. And, and Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, now Dave Ziegler has entered the room. Dave Ziegler has to be called out because I'm watching the Lions, and I'm watching as they pop up their four draft picks from this year who are all having a good game, okay? Four draft picks contributing heavily to a Lions team that will make the playoffs, I believe, barring some major injuries on that squad. I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl, folks. I'm saying, though, that they went out, they have built that team well. And, and to your point about the coach, they got the right guy in there, had a little bit of a rough time, but he got them to believe. Now, players can come out and say, well, no, it's not that we don't believe, and no, he hasn't lost the locker room. And I can't say that he has because I'm not in there. But I will tell you, that it's all empty. They had a team meeting this week. Nothing happened on offense. Now, if I'm if I'm Max Crosby, I get back in that locker room tonight, and I'm having my own team meeting, and I'm calling out the offense. I'm calling out Jimmy Garoppolo, even at the end of the game, had a wide-open touchdown to Devontae Adams, missed him. I mean, the ineptitude at quarterback, you cannot overcome. I had Baldy, Brian Baldinger, on my show last week. And he talked about it. Look, you got to go get a quarterback. You cannot overcome bad quarterback play in the NFL. And you saw that tonight. Uh, Greg Bayman, shout out $5 too, by the way, um, with a just smarten up uh, comment, which is funny uh, if it wasn't so sad. But nonetheless, uh, so thank you for your donation. Uh, but, but if you look at this, 
you, it's a complete organizational failure. There's no other way to put it. You move on from Derek Carr. I saw some of those people pop into the conversation tonight. Well, if we had Derek Carr, we're not going back to that. It's not that you didn't, that you got rid of Derek Carr. It's that you did not replace him with someone who can play. So you look at this situation and you say to yourself, you know, if I'm a Raider fan, even I I got a lot of hell yesterday because I said, Hey, on X.com, I was like, listen, you never know. It's the NFL on any given Sunday. I know it's a Monday night. Anything can happen. I was saying that you even had your positive message out before the game, Murph. And it's true, right? It's like you just never know what's going to happen. And you know what? The Lions didn't play that well. They did not play as well as they could, partly because the Raiders' defense in the first half was incredibly dominant. And Max Crosby, they called Troy Aikman, called out and said, I've never seen a player who can completely take over a game like Max Crosby has. And he did. But we all knew. And they said it in the first half. This defense is going to get tired unless this offense can put something together. And they could not put anything together. And I'll get, I'm not a huge stats guy, but I was sending out a lot of stats tonight because Garoppolo, 10 of 21, 126 yards, one interception, a passer rating of 46.9. The first half, he had a passer rating, Murph, of 3.3. Three. Three. I don't, I don't remember. And, and look, I watch every game every week now since I cover the whole league, too. But I'm watching that. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen somebody with under 10 or 12 or 20, some really bad games. Jimmy Garoppolo is hot garbage. There is no other way around it. And and Josh McDaniels went into this week, Murph, and said he gives us the best chance to win. So I ask you, is he completely, completely blind to what's happening? Or is he just that much of a bad coach? Because... He did nothing to help this team win. In fact, he hurt the team more than he, obviously, than he helped. And at halftime, look, I know, oh, start Aiden O'Connell. But you know what? Why not? Why can't you bench your quarterback? Kyle Shanahan did it to Garoppolo many times in San Francisco. That's why he eventually moved on from it. He's like, screw this, I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, I go back to the statement I've been making for two years. Coaching malpractice at its highest level, and I don't know how Mark Davis can watch that game and think in any way that it could get better. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's, okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. So, you know, Josh McDaniels now, I just saw a flash up on the screen as he's doing his presser. He now has a 3-11 and 11 road record as the Raiders head coach. <laughs> as you mentioned, 3.3 was Jimmy Garoppolo's rating in the first half. The only threes we want to see out of the Raiders is freaking <laughs> Daryl LaMonica. Shout out your Notre Dame cap there. there right? Like, that's the only three we want to see. Like, the, it's, it's absolutely, again, it's back to the whole story that it's an abject failure in terms of personnel decisions. I thought at first when it was floated out by a lot of fans that, oh, this this staff and this front office was banking on the idea that Tom Brady was going to come in and play quarterback. The longer this thing goes on, the more that I'm thinking that that's absolutely the case. That, I, that I, Again, it's just, just, you know, Murph theory here, and I don't 
know anything other than just what the tea leaves are, are kind of sp- uh, spreading out here. But I think that they thought they moved on from Derek thinking that TB12 was in the wings and going to come in. And then when, when Tom retired, it forced them to do something uh, that, that, that they didn't necessarily want to, nor were prepared to do. And that is Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and listen, I, and I'm with you, Scott, like there could not be a bigger failure in terms of personnel decision than what the Raiders have done at quarterback. And, and, you know, I feel like a lot of times our conversations focus around quarterback. Like there's so many, you know, listen, there's, there's 22 positions on the field, but we always come back to the quarterback because it's so critical. It's the most important position in all of team sports. And so it's, you got to have a freaking quarterback. And I'm of the opinion that you swing on a franchise quarterback until you freaking hit one. That's the way that that the league is going. When you look around and you look at the teams in the NFL that are finding success, they're they're doing it with young, productive quarterbacks. That's that's or, you know, whatever veteran guys or whatever that have already been proven and whatnot. But the point being, though, so I'm with you like this felt like such a half step. And I feel like that's one of the reasons that maybe he's got some grace with Mark Davis. Maybe Mark is hip to the idea that like, okay, this was our plan. It was going to be Tom It was going to be whatever. And now it wasn't, so they're doing the best that they can. But is this really the best we can do? And I don't understand that if you have a young man in the building that you've invested a draft pick in, why not play him? Why not play in O'Connell? I'm with you. Why not bench Jimmy G? I mean, if your goalie gets five goals scored on him in the first two periods, you put in someone else just at a minimum, give him a break and and hopefully retain some confidence for the guy going into the next game. So why wouldn't he pull Jimmy G and see what Aiden had? It's not like we were in contention to win the game late. It's not like there was a game on the line there. By the time you go down two scores, like move on from it and, and, and see what else you got. Because that's what your future is. And that's what's so confusing to all of us as Raider fans. And you asked the question, is, is he just blind to it? Scott, I don't know what else to say. Like, Yeah, it's hard. I like to think that Josh McDaniels knows more about football or forgotten even more about football than I'll ever know as a fan sitting here in my damn bonus room. But, like, really, what do the optics tell us? At some point, it comes down to the most basics of things. And what is there that, that – what is it that he's hanging his hand on other than, and here's where I'll, I'll close up my comments with this. This isn't pride is what's going to get you. Pride is what gets you in the end. It Absolutely. doesn't matter who you are. When you buy into yourself and you've bought into your own self-hype and you buy into your, however many rings you've got with the Patriots and all that, when you buy into that shit, sorry, when you buy into that stuff, that's what gets you in the end. Because if your inability to be flexible, because that's what this thing is all about. Being flexible. We've heard so many times through all these young players in the NFL nowadays, they are put all the way down to Tyson Bajan last week with the Bears. They are put in positions and take advantage of the talent in which they have in place and put their players in positions to take advantage of the things that they can do well. I don't see that other Raiders. It's like Josh is so married to this damn system. Well, your system sucks, bro. It's over. And that's the point. That's the point. You bring it up and it's, it's a key one here as, as I see the chat going crazy is the fact that, listen, you, I, I know fans are fans and they're going to think that their team's going to do most, most of the time going to do better than, than they will. I picked them to win seven games. I thought it would be a struggle this year with the switch over, but I thought you would see progress. And that's what I'm seeing. I mean, I'm seeing some progress on defense, so as many people that were coming onto this show and saying, fire Patrick Graham, fire. Listen, that defense that with the players that he has, has gotten better. 
when you wear on in a game like tonight, that defense is going to give out. Listen, no human being, no matter how they're conditioning. I mean, Max Crosby is a freak of nature, so good for him. But overall, you're not going to be able to keep up. And that's what happened. They also had guys go out with injury. Divine Diablo was not there tonight. And, and despite that, they played well. But with McDaniels, the problem, to your point about pride and hubris here, is the fact that they do not change a thing, even when the results continue. It's like, well, if we just keep, it's like, hey, I'm climbing up this hill, and it's muddy, and I keep slipping, and I'm not moving an inch. I just got to keep going. I just got to keep going. Now, one of my favorite quotes, of course, is from Churchill, which is when you're going through hell, just keep going. The problem is you keep going because you keep walking and you keep making progress. The issue with the Raiders on offense is there's no progress. There is absolutely no progress. You can say, well, Josh Jacobs, yeah, he did better tonight. No question about it. He looked himself for a little bit there, and uh, it was it was amazing. By the way, Joel Denning, $20. Thank you. Uh, and I'm going to read his question here in a second, so don't go anywhere, Joel. Um, but, but the question to, or the question I have is why do you think it's going to work? What evidence do you have to show? And you talked about, we're not football coaches. I coached two years. I coached my son in peewee football. Okay. That's the extent of my, my football coach. And most of the time I just kept the kids in order with the real guys who knew how to coach were coaching, but it doesn't take an expert or an NFL personnel executive to see that your quarterback is brutal. He's terrible. He is not doing anything to help your team when he's in there. He leads the league in interceptions, and he's missed two and a half games. The Raiders have scored two touchdowns in two games. Two touchdowns in two games. They had one tonight from the defense. Two forced fumbles from the defense, okay? So the defense put them in position to be able to get the ball back on turnovers and score points. They didn't do that, okay? So you look at that and you say to yourself, wait a minute, what is not right here? And, and what we're seeing is, well, Jimmy's our best chance. I don't think he is. I'm not saying Aiden O'Connell is going to go out and win seven games. I'm not saying that. Aiden O'Connell may lose the rest of the games of the year if he started a quarterback. I don't know. But what do you have to lose at this point? You have a guy, you're paying all that money. That's the only reason he's still starting is because they put all of their bets on Jimmy Garoppolo. And guess what? It's all come up snake eyes. It's come up trash, as my good friend Kelly Kreiner says. So I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and listen to anybody. And I haven't seen the press conference yet. I'll watch it later from my story I got to write. But if I hear that, oh, well, we did well kicking again. Or if I hear that, well, we did this, did. Is there going to be any admission from the coach that, yeah, we got to go back to the drawing board? The drawing board! Not, we got to make adjustments and we just got to play better. No, 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 no. You have to change your approach. The approach does not work. Absolutely. And I love that you brought up the we, because it's unfortunate that when Josh McDaniels is in a press conference, he never says I, and I never. can, and I understand the concept of it's all about a team, right? And, and it's, it's when you talk in terms of the team, but that's in terms of success in terms of failure. It should be I, Here's what yes. I need to do better. And I listen, I'm, and I've called out beat writers before and none in particular, but I would just say this, ask him what he can do better in particular in specificity. What mm -hmm. can you do better? Josh McDaniels, not what can the team in general topics and terms, listen, you want to talk like your bill Belichick. You can't do that because you don't have nine God dang rings. So you got to talk in specifics until you earn the bona fides in order to not to. And so until then, 
Tell us specifically what you can do to get better. And I feel like if, if we would press him a little bit, we might get a little bit of behind the scenes because as of right now, it's ambiguous. We don't know. So as long as we're collectively we and none of it is you, then we don't know what's going on in your brain because I'm with you, Scott. What evidence is there that has been provided that we are heading in a positive direction and especially at the quarterback? I mentioned earlier about how when we looked around the league and we looked at young players and being put in positions to be successful, none was more obvious this whole week than Will Levis. Will Levis balled out. And, and of course, in Raider Nation on, on the X there, we're all going, well, it's a good thing we moved up to get Michael Mayer and not throw to him. In the meantime, <laughs> Will Levis is freaking throwing four touchdown passes for however many ungodly amount of oh, yards. Will Levis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah to, to, you know, throwing bombs to D-Hop. I think D-Hop had three touchdowns in that game. So Will Levis is like, he's done amazing, and that's a player that the Raiders passed up on. So anyways, point being, though, was that he, he was put in positions, in a position to be successful. This was a football team that, that was on its heels. They just traded Kevin Bayard, arguably, besides Jeff Simmons, their best defensive player. This was a team that was in sell mode, and then here they have this guy come out and ball out. And why? Because Vrabel and the offensive staff put him in position to do so. So my question is this, and when, it, when we take that, scenario and then apply it to the Raiders why in the hell can't Josh McDaniels follow suit why not put your young man Aiden O'Connell in a position to be successful and if he's not successful that's okay we'll find out and we'll at least know the answer but it will at least put our team in a position to be competitive and grow because right now we're in a period of regression and regression is the ultimate indictment of bad coaching like so I don't know what else to do there like in terms of interpreting it in that way Scott so Again, that's where I go to, like, if, if you're not willing to then move on from that train of thought, well, then, like you mentioned, the word hubris, that's it. It's That's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, and, and Murph, you and I both have had careers in business, so we've both, we've both managed people who worked for us. And every time I started a new job, and you brought this up, and it just struck a chord with me because it, it's exactly what I do. I, I love to read about leadership, right? So the first thing I do when I meet with a, with a new staff is I say, listen, when things go really, really well, I will be behind you and I will push you out front and say, it was the team. When things go bad, even if it's one of you that screws up really bad, I step forward and I take it. It's me. Hey, Joey didn't do well because I didn't make sure he did well. Okay. So to your point about that's a very, very important point. And we're not seeing that here. And Mark Davis, I know there's a lot of people angry at Mark Davis and they should be because at the end of the day, he owns the team. He makes the decisions. Now, that said, he's got some decision-making to do now because this team is not going. They had their team meeting this week. We, we heard all week about it, and they feel better about going out. And guess what? The result was even worse. It wasn't, it wasn't like status quo. It got worse. So something is not right in there. And your players, they want you to take the blame because – they continue to work their tails off and do what they're told to do, and it's not working. Even Josh Jacobs, towards the end of the game, you could see the lack of concentration with the fumble, dropping a pass. That's not because Josh Jacobs is not a good player. I'm not throwing that out there to, to malign him. I'm throwing it out there because it just shows. It's like, oh, you can see the defeat in the body language, right? Yeah. And so that's it. And, and Joel Denning, another $20 donation, by the way. So thank you. It says, it all comes down to Davis. He has no heirs and this team will be sold. If he truly was a fan, he would recognize his own limitations and do it now. 
He is what his father feared he would be, if not worse. F it, go Raiders. Now, I don't know what his father thought he would be. I know people talk about that. I, I don't know. Look, who knows? And Mr. Day has been gone for a long time now. But I will tell you that hitting on that is important because this organization is responsible and Mark Davis owns that organization. All right, let me step aside real quick for a break uh, on YouTube. We'll come right back with you here. It'll just take a couple seconds uh, and then we'll get into the rest of this discussion. Raiders lose 26-14 on Monday Night Football to the Detroit Lions. You're listening to Silver and Black today at Odyssey Original Podcast.